listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBN's daily rundown of all things sports. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Impact Sports Daily. I am your host, Matt Merrifield, joined today with Jacob Phillips, finally back here on the campus at Michigan State in the basement of Holden Hall after a much-needed, much-appreciated winter break. Jacob, how are you feeling? Very excited to get back into it. First episode of spring 2022. Let's go. Yeah, it should be an awesome semester full of lots of sports coming up. We have lots to break down. A lot of ha- lot happened over winter, over winter break. We had the college football playoff. The NFL season came to a conclusion. Lots of college basketball, NHL, MLB news all happened. So we're going get to get into all of it and then over the next couple weeks. We're going to start today with just some college basketball and then get into the big weekend of wildcard weekend in the NFL playoffs. Sorry. It's a big weekend coming up. we got six games between Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday night, which is exciting. The NFL added this year. So let's get started, Jacob. Starting off Wednesday night, Michigan State returned to the Breslin Center, taking on Minnesota in a Big Ten matchup. The Spartans defeated Minnesota 71-69 to on a last-second shot by Joey Hauser to win it. Jacob, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think absolutely huge game for Joey Hauser. I know people said that they could hear from the locker room chants, Joey, Joey. You know, such an amazing moment for Hauser, getting a last-second layup like that to win the game. Uh, Following along, it was a little bit concerning there in the second half. I know we had a – or MSU had a decent lead going into – the the half into into halftime and then kind of seemed to relax the defense a little bit and the Spartans really really are lucky to come away with that last second victory. Yeah, it was definitely something was off with that state team Wednesday night. They definitely seemed a little sluggish. They seemed just yeah, especially on the defensive end, they were giving up lots of offensive rebounds to a Minnesota team that doesn't rebound the ball well. Coach Tom Izzo was not happy with the team's defensive performance at times during the game. They were still able to pull out a very, very impressive win. Right, it's tough to do in the Big Ten. Good, uh, nice job to defend their home court for Joey Hauser. Fans have been critical of him all year. I, I mean, I get it. I see some of it sometimes. He makes some bad mistakes. He hasn't shot the ball well, but he's done a great job over the last couple weeks of playing hard defensively and just getting those good, timely buckets. Right now, he's averaging seven points and six, six and a half boards a game this year, which there's not much more you can ask of him. State's done a great job of getting everybody involved this year. And he's uh, Coach Izzo's kept giving him the nod, even with his confidence being down at times. And obviously, he comes through at a big time and gets a much-needed bucket for Michigan State. Yeah, I think, if anything, this shows Hauser might not be the best player statistically, but especially in this game, he's the player you want to be open last second. He can get you that victory. He just proved that single-handedly. You know, what, uh, what is it, 0.2 seconds left? I mean, almost no time left on the clock. He did not stop, did not give up, and you really have to commend Hauser's effort on that. He's definitely one of those effort guys that every good team needs to have, to be successful, just guys that you know aren't flashy but are willing to do the dirty work. He's definitely one of those players. One thing I thought was interesting going into that final possession is Tyson Walker was not on the floor. Uh, Coach Izzo decided to go with the better matchup with Hogard. Same thing with Bingham, who didn't play much down the stretch. So he figured either Christie or Brown was going to get the final shot. It was kind of an ugly possession for Michigan State. Hogard kind of dribbled around for, I would say, a little too long. He actually did a nice job to get to the basket there, and he made a nice pass to Hauser. So I definitely think it was nice to see that even in the final possession, yes, they struggled to find an open shot, 
but it was kind of the threat of having five guys on the floor at all times that can put the ball in the hoop is going to be so dangerous for this team down the stretch when you need a final shot that you have to cover all five guys. You can't, like a couple years ago, cover Cassius Winston and just make sure Tillman isn't open. You have to cover Gabe Brown. You have to cover Walker when he's on the floor. Hogard, Malik Hall, Joey Hauser, everybody's a threat to score at any given time, which is going to be a true... It's just a true advantage for this team going down, going down the stretch. Absolutely. And looking at that final possession, you could see Minnesota was not in that mindset that all five players on Michigan State can score at any given moment. They relaxed their defense around Hauser, and that cost them the entire game. It really is a point to Tom Izzo, Hauser, and everyone on the Spartans that this team isn't just deep. Everyone on the team can score. And it really is a, a serious threat to all the teams going forward, so long as Michigan State can get their defense under control. I mean, and still the stat of the day, I think, is Michigan State, they're 14-2 and on the year. They're 14-0 and when they hold teams to 69 points or less. They are 0-2 when, when a team scores more than 70 or more. Against Baylor, they gave up 75. Against Kansas, they gave up 87. So that's kind of that benchmark of 70 points, which if you're holding a team under 70 points every night, that's pretty good for the state that college basketball is in. Scoring has increased every year, I believe. So the fact that they're still able to hold teams in the 60s and even 50s some night just show how good of a defense they have, even on the night that they had against Minnesota where they were struggling at times. My only issue for Michigan State is before the Christmas break, I think going up to the Oakland game, they were playing really good basketball. They appeared to be, I mean, they still do look really good, but there was just something different about the way they were playing. I get you had the little break there over Christmas, and you had some of the COVID scare with High Point, Northwestern. It just seems like the effort hasn't been there the last four or five games. You still have been able to win, which at the end of the day is all that matters, and your win streak is now at nine, but it's still, that's the only thing that concerns me for this Michigan State team. I agree. These past few weeks, Michigan State has not seemed to play to the level they were before we got into, uh, or before Michigan State got into that winter break, and, you know, I think the stat that concerns me the most is turnovers. It's been the issue from day one for this Michigan State team, and I think it's still an issue. They need to get that under control, because I think if they can control their turnovers, they can really start to continue and extend those point gaps that they seem to set up, but they then lose. Uh, definitely. Uh, Michigan State returns to the floor Saturday at noon against Northwestern. They beat Northwestern last week. Uh, sorry, yes, they are two weeks ago, sorry, over break on uh, January 2nd. They went to Evanston, beat them 73-67, to looking to get the season sweep here at the Breslin. Should be an interesting game. Look, They're looking to extend their win streak to 10 games. Make sure you tune in to WDBM89FM because Luke Sloan and Brendan Shabath will be on the call for that one at noon. So make sure you check it out. And now let's get into some NFL talk. The highly anticipated NFL playoffs start this weekend. Six games, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then, like I said earlier, the one on Monday night. Jacob, which game are you looking forward to most this weekend? It's really difficult for me to pick because looking at the matchups, you've got the New England-Buffalo rematch. That's been a highly contested series all year. I think Arizona at Los Angeles is going to be really interesting because Kyler Murray and the Cardinals have been doing great. But you also have Matt Stafford and the Rams who are also hitting their stride. But I'm going to go with San Francisco at Dallas because Dallas seems to – both teams really kind of struggle on offense especially Dallas. Watching them play against Arizona, 
Dallas really failed to hit a stride in their offensive momentum. It's the defense on Dallas that really is keeping them in this playoffs. And I think going against a confused San Francisco, they don't really have that offensive or defensive identity, is really going to be an interesting and close matchup. So I would pay close attention to that game. I, I would definitely agree. There's a lot of exciting games this weekend. The San Francisco-Dallas game is actually the only game this weekend where it isn't a, um, a rematch from earlier in the year. Uh, obviously, a couple of the divisional opponents like L.A., Arizona, and Buffalo, New England have played twice, played each other twice already. Uh, Vegas, Cincinnati played early in the year. Cincinnati won that game. Tam- Tampa beat Philly in a close one. We saw Kansas City blow out Pittsburgh just a few weeks ago. So I think there's a lot of intriguing matchups coming up this weekend. I would have to pick... I would have to say Saturday night in Buffalo. I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, Josh Allen, I, I he's going to have to step up, especially. And it's going to be cold, very cold in Buffalo this weekend. I think the expected, with wind chill, the expected, it's supposed to feel, I believe, like minus 10 in Buffalo on a Saturday, a cold, cold Saturday night. So it should be interesting. We saw similar weather on the Monday night game that was in Buffalo a few weeks ago where New England ran the ball all over Buffalo. So it should be interesting to see. If Buffalo can shut down the run, Mac Jones threw three passes in that game. So we'll see if he can throw it at least five. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I think Buffalo's definitely going to check that weather report because if it's going to be windy like that Monday night, it's going to be a struggle for them because New England, they've got a good pass game, but they've got a great run game, and Buffalo cannot guard against that. And when, when Josh Allen has that freedom to throw, they really seem to flourish and present themselves as a team that can go deep in these playoffs. Yeah, definitely. But without without yeah. that, I think it's it's a little bit of a struggle for them. Yeah, I think both these teams have Super Bowl potential. I think that they both, if we get past this weekend, can definitely make a run. It's going to be interesting. Buffalo, especially if New England abandons the pass game like they did on Monday night. New, Buffalo, you know what the run is coming. You have to sit on it. Just stack the box. Make Mac Jones beat you late in the game. He's a rookie quarterback. I, I know he's done a great job this year. But make them beat you. Don't let Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson run all over you. You can't let that happen again. And offensively, you got to make sure you run the ball well. New England's got a great defense. But the last couple weeks, Devin Singletary's been very good for that Buffalo offense and it's made a difference. You can definitely see a different uh, – uh, the last few weeks have been a different Buffalo team than earlier in the year. Hasn't been just the Josh Allen show and watch them throw the ball over the field. They've been sp- – spreading it out, getting to different receivers, and then letting Zach Moss and Devin Singletary real, really run the ball effectively. So that's going to be the key for them in this one. Jacob, who comes out on top on Saturday night? Uh, I would have to say I'm going to take New England on this. I think they've got the more well-rounded program. I think Bill Belichick is going to come into this game prepared for Buffalo. And honestly, the Bills have not demonstrated that they can prepare for a game that does not suit their strong point. I think, you know, maybe they can go into this game changing their mindset and say, we're going to run the ball and we're going to guard the run and we are going to play old-fashioned football. But they just have not shown me that they can do that. And that's why I'm taking the Patriots in this. Yeah, it's interesting coming into this one. Since they played on Monday night back on December the 6th, Buffalo is 4-0 and in that stretch, beating some good, uh, sorry, yeah, or 4-1 and since the Monday night game. They lost to the Buccaneers in overtime before being the Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, and Jets. It's not a very tough stretch, but they still were able to go out and be 4-1. and Meanwhile, the Patriots went just 1-3, and beating only the Jaguars. They blew the doors off back on New Year's. So I'm interested to see both teams are playing much different football right now. 
I'm going to go with the best, the Buffalo, because they're going to have the best players on the field on Saturday night. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They're, uh, defensively, I think their defense is playing really well right now. As long as they can shut down the run and keep it at bay, I think Mac Jones is going to struggle, especially in the cold weather. So I think Buffalo will come out on top on Saturday night and move on to see whoever they play next weekend in the divisional round. The other game on Saturday, this one's on Saturday afternoon, Las Vegas snuck into the playoffs in that crazy Week 18 matchup. will travel to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I remember everyone was thinking, oh, if they just tie it, both of them can get in the playoffs. You know, you got Vegas and the Colts. But you don't play to tie. You play to win. And so you got to give props to Las Vegas. You don't want to go into that wild card weekend with the Colts as well like you want to win this and with that being said I think Cincinnati has been playing to win all year long they've had some struggles but I think they're going to come out on top because they just they are hungry they they look like they go out they play the best ball they can and I think it really shows Vegas is on a little bit of a decline they've had some troubles at coaching at you know their front office and I just think Cincinnati has that mindset that it's their time, they don't get this opportunity much, and they're going to make it count. It's such a tough game for me. Um, but uh, Cincinnati's looking to win their first playoff game since nine, sorry, 1990, sorry. So it's been 30 years, 31 years, thirty yeah, 31 years since they've won a playoff game. It's a long time. Obviously, they had that stretch where they went to the playoffs six out of seven years with Andy Dalton. They could not win then. I think they're going to win it this weekend. I think the big piece with this weekend is just holding off the pass rush, which they've done a pretty good job of protecting Joe Burrow this year. Obviously, that's Vegas's uh, biggest strength, especially for their defense. Earlier in the year, Cincinnati went to Las Vegas, and they won pretty handily, 32-13. to They ran the ball really effectively. Joe Mixon had a really nice day. So I think the big piece there is just run the ball well, which is always the key for everybody in the playoffs, and then shut down the other team's best players, which – Right now, it's probably Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro for Vegas. They've obviously had a bunch of injuries and just a bunch of issues with their offense and their team as a whole this year. But the thing that's nagging at me is all year I've said, Vegas is going to fall off. They always do it. They always fall apart. And they found a way to make the playoffs this year. It's I, I don't know how they did it, to be honest. They, they uh, lost a couple games they probably shouldn't have, but still snuck out a few wins That's gonna that kept them in it. So I'm excited to see this one. My pick for the game, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, though. I think they finally get it done. I think Joe Burrow, is he's really good. I'm, I'm excited for a lot of these quarterbacks that are going to be the face of the league in a few years, and Joe Burrow is definitely going to be one of them. And he's going to get Cincinnati, him and Jamar Chase are going to get Cincinnati their first playoff win in 31 years. Now moving into Sunday afternoon, the first game of the day is the Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Jacob, what are your thoughts on this one? I've got to go with Tampa Bay. They've got a little they, – they've had some issues in the past week, and I want to say they're still kind of signing players to their practice squad and so making some last-minute adjustments here. But Philly just doesn't have that structure. I don't think Jalen Hurts can win a playoff game yet. He's got that potential in the future, but I think Philly is not where it needs to be to go – where they want to be in these playoffs. I think Tampa Bay, they've been here before. They know how this works. So I'm going to take Tom Brady and the Bucks. 
the spread on this game, on the game this weekend, is Tampa Bay is favored by eight and a half. That's a lot of points. I think this one's going to be really close. Earlier in the year, Tampa beat the Eagles on Thursday night football 28 to 22. And that was with a fully healthy Buccaneers offense. Antonio Brown was playing. Chris Godwin was playing. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, they had everybody. They don't have Godwin. Obviously, the Antonio Brown situation happened over over the winter break. That is a whole other story in and of itself. I really like Philly this weekend. I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to pick them to win, but I I would not be surprised with how their defense has been playing. Their offense is actually more – I worry more about their offense because I don't like, like the way Nick Sirianni calls his offense. He His red zone offense is so weird. When you have a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, it just feels like the last few weeks they've been trying to keep him in the pocket, which isn't his style. So it should be interesting. I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in a close win. But I, but if Monday morning we look and we see, oh, Philly's playing in divisional in the divisional round, I would not be surprised. I think I just there's something about that Philly team. Uh, my only worry with them is that they are they haven't beat a playoff team this year. The playoff teams they've played. They played the Niners. They lost to. They lost to Cow. Lost to the Cowboys. Lost to the Chiefs. Lost to the Buccaneers. Lost to the Raiders. They lost to. Sorry. And they lost to the Cowboys again. So they just they they haven't beaten a playoff team. They've kept it close sometimes. I'm a, I'm gonna stick with Tampa Bay though, but it's gonna be close. So I'm excited to see. I'm actually excited for that one on Sunday afternoon. The next game coming up at four on Sunday. San Francisco travels to Dallas. Jacob. Yeah, like I said. I'm going to pick Dallas or yeah, I'm going to pick Dallas on this one. Just their defense has really been keeping them in. And I think San Francisco is kind of an easy target for Micah Parsons in that Dallas defense. They really have been struggling to connect and get into that rhythm. And I think if you're Dallas and you're Mike McCarthy, you are going to call an aggressive defense that can really get into their head and really stop them before they get a chance. I'm not saying that it's not going to be a close game, but I think, that Dallas's defense is going to keep it pretty low scoring. I do agree it'll be a low scoring game. Both defenses have played really well this year. Uh, I think for me, one of the six, well, all right, let's start with this. The stat I saw yesterday in the last four years, the six seed is seven and one straight up in games. So seven and one against the well, three seed last year, and then the two, or sorry, the two seed last year. No, the three seed every year. I don't know why I keep getting that mixed up. I just get confused because the expanded playoff they just added. Sorry, they're six and three or seven and one. Again, the six seed is seven and one against the three seed the last four years. So I definitely think one of the six seeds will win this weekend. Obviously, New England Buffalo is the one in the AFC. I picked Buffalo. I think San Francisco goes into Dallas and pulls out a big win. I think I, I like the coaching staff in San Francisco better. I just there's something about them. They run the ball really well. They have plenty of weapons that they can use. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. They have everybody. The only issue is, I mean, Jimmy G, right? They're, he's he's a winner. I hate using that term for quarterbacks because it makes it seem like they can't do anything else. But he wins. That's a, that's what he's done as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. Whether he's played well, whether he's played great, they find ways to win, and I think that continues in in Dallas this weekend. I certainly think. I agree. It's going to be at least low scoring. I think someone's going to win by three points at the most. I don't do not expect this game to be a shootout at all. It's going to be a lot of running, short passes, a lot of inching down the field for sure. Because these defenses are going to go out there 
and really try and stick it to each other. I definitely think this game, well, for Dallas, if you lose your, I mean, I think Mike McCarthy has a lot of questions to answer. They, they had to have the team to win. I mean, this is all speculation. They go out and win. They're, they're primed for a Super Bowl run. So I, I, it's just going to be interesting to see. This is definitely one that you want to see them win as a franchise, especially with all the talent that they have offensively and defensively. And for San Francisco, Jimmy G is playing for his job. I know they have Trey Lance coming. You'd have to imagine they lose this weekend, and that's probably all, all she wrote for him in San Francisco. So you have to wait and see. A lot of teams are interested from what it sounds like. So I'm interested to see, depending on uh, for either side, whoever loses to see the fallout that comes with this game. Moving on to Sunday night football, Pittsburgh snuck into the playoffs in week 18. Big Ben, swan song, has not played yet. He is still kicking. His career will stay alive for another week. He travels to Kansas City to Arrowhead Stadium to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Jacob, what are your thoughts on this one? This is really tough because, to me, Kansas City has not been playing like they have in the past few years. However, Pittsburgh's really holding on. Pittsburgh, to me, is the sick man of the NFL. They're holding on to those last few shreds of glory that they once had years ago back in 2011. I think no matter what, this is Ben Roethlisberger's last season. I'd love to see him go all the way. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I'm going to pick Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City, they've been uh, they've been the best team in football since since they lost to the Chiefs, or since Halloween, they've lost one game. They lost to the Bengals in a real, what I think was one of the best games of the season on New Year's against in Cincinnati. That was an awesome game, especially for Cincy, who then clinched the division that day. But they've been so good, and they went to Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. Or they, no, sorry, they hosted Pittsburgh the day after Christmas a couple weeks ago, and they blew them out, and it wasn't close. I'm going to have to – I've I got to go with Kansas City. There's no reason to believe why they won't go out and win it again this weekend. They've fixed their run defense. They're – They've been much improved the last few weeks, so I see no reason why they can't go out and win that one. I'm also upset that Pittsburgh made the playoffs from the standpoint that had they tied, had uh, Vegas tied on Sunday night, we'd have Justin Herbert. We'd get to watch Justin Herbert play another week of football, and he, out of all the future coming quarterbacks that are going to be the face of the league a few in the next few years, obviously I already talked about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert's good. I mean, I know they don't play this weekend, obviously, because they're not in the playoffs, but I just was watching that Sunday night game last week, and I was, I mean, what are your thoughts, Jacob? I mean, he's so impressive. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Justin Herbert at this point. I think he is much like Joe Burrow. I think he's the future of the NFL. And looking at this Pittsburgh-Kansas City matchup, it's hard not to see all those good teams that didn't make it. You know, looking at the Colts and the Chargers, maybe even the Browns, but they've really been on and off for the past few weeks. so But, yeah, I think the Chargers, it's really an upsetting story to look at this game and see them left out of these playoffs. Yeah, I'm really excited for the, a especially the AFC side of this playoff bracket. There's a lot of good matchups uh, this year, but it just feels like some of those, I obviously I pick, I went chalk in my pick, so I picked Cincinnati to win, all the home teams to win this weekend, which probably won't happen. But I just think the interesting part is that a lot of the teams I feel could pull off an upset if they were wildcard teams, aren't in. I think the Chargers would have been dangerous in the playoffs. The Colts, well, who knows? They lose to the Jaguars. That's no excuse for that when you know you have to win. Um, the Dolphins were dangerous down the stretch. I think they were a fun team to watch. 
the Browns, like you said, they were a lot better. They got really bad at the end of the year really quickly, but still there were a lot of good teams that just missed the playoffs that, I don't know, would have been more exciting to watch than Pittsburgh. Baltimore, I really would have liked to see Baltimore make the playoffs, but with Lamar going down, with everybody else getting hurt throughout the year, that was just not their year for them, which is upsetting to see. So we'll just have to wait and see. Maybe Pittsburgh will go on a run and Big Ben will get to keep playing and see if he can go out in a Super Bowl, which will be exciting, but we'll have to wait and see. Final game, Monday, not even of the weekend, next Monday, on Monday, Monday Night Football, Arizona travels to L.A. to take on the Rams. Jacob, what are your thoughts? It's really hard not to give L.A. home field advantage because they really have been a dangerous team from an offensive standpoint. Matt Stafford, now with Odell, Cooper Cup, who is this year the best wide receiver in the NFL, hands down. But I got to go with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I think that connection is really strong, and they've played really close games. Even the games they lose, they play to the wire. And they don't lose by much. And I think that they just they're they're coming into this. They're wanting to go far. I think they can do it. I think LA still has some kinks to iron out. And I think it's gonna be not even three points, but I'm gonna pick Arizona to win this one. I am gonna have to agree with you. I think Arizona's gonna win this weekend. It pains me to say that being from Detroit. I wanna see Matt Stafford go out and prove to people that he is a much better quarterback than led to believe. I want him to get that playoff win, but I I just don't see I Arizona or LA is really good. That, that roster, top to bottom, is probably the most talented team in the NFL. But something about Arizona, I'm not sure. The, my worry with Arizona is I'm not a fan of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he's a great co- a head coach. I think he's probably one of the best offensive minds in all football, college, NFL. Doesn't matter. But defense and just how he runs and manages the team, I'm not a huge fan of. And obviously, I'd give the edge to Sean McVay and the Rams, which is huge in the playoffs. But I just, something about the Rams, or some, sorry, something about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and D Hop. I'm not sure if D Hop will be back this weekend, but their run game is awesome. James Conner is all of a sudden a top 10 running back. Chase Evans has been great. They just, they find ways, they found ways to win. So, I, sorry, go ahead. Now, I think J.J. Watt is actually yes, J. coming J. back. And I think he's been a huge influence on this team, even while off the right. field. I think he has just provided a lot of that defensive leadership, almost like a second defensive coordinator. Yeah, you've definitely seen that defense, even with him gone, take him a little step back, but with him still being there, implementing that culture, that winning uh, and mentality that he has, it's a nice seeing having him back is going to make a huge difference. So I'm going to go with Arizona this one. This They're definitely uh, – I I think Arizona is really dangerous in this playoffs. So I'm, I'm excited to watch that one on Monday night. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win on Monday night. Jacob, I mean, we kind of already talked about this, making our picks. Who is your upset? What's your one upset that you are confident is going to go down this weekend? I really don't know if I have an upset. I think out of all of them, I think maybe Buffalo's probably got the best chance – you know, in that game. But looking at San Francisco-Dallas, it's really going to be a toss-up, you know, because Dallas's defense looks really good. I like the way they look, but their offense concerns me. So I think if there was ever a time to really see that, like San Francisco come out and try and upset Dallas, it's now. I'm not picking them. I'm not brave enough to pick them, but I think they can do it. I would. I think San Francisco-Dallas, I mean, I obviously picked all upsets in the NFC. 
So I, I'd have to pick an NFC game. I think San Francisco-Dallas is probably the most confident one. But, man, Phil, Philly's going to keep it close. I'm really excited for that game. A lot more excited than people should be. Obviously, it seems like a dud. A Philly team that wasn't great all year somehow is in the playoffs versus Tampa Bay. But with all those weapons being out for Tampa, I, I, I'd just be interested to see how that one goes down. And finally, to finish it off, Jacob, three, four weeks from now, yeah, a month from now, the Super Bowl will be played. Who will be playing in the Super Bowl and who will win? So I'm going to pick Green Bay, New England. Interesting. And now my AFC pick, I'm not very confident on, but I am confident on Green Bay being in the Super Bowl because you look at all these NFC teams that are high up in these playoffs and you think, well, Green Bay's beaten them. Green Bay's beaten Arizona. They've beaten LA. They've beaten San Francisco. You know, Dallas's defense. Might be a struggle, but their offense will be easy to pick apart. Tampa Bay, of course, can be a struggle, but I think, like you said, they have a lot of weapon issues. They really are kind of falling apart a little bit at this end, and I think Philly is no contest in that match. So I think Green Bay is definitely going to the Super Bowl. New England, I think, definitely has a chance to go. It's going to be either them, Buffalo, or Cincinnati. So you know, and I know that's saying a lot. Oh, you know, half the teams in the AFC playoffs have a chance to go. But so I'm going to say Green Bay, New England, and I really hope it's a great matchup. Uh, I, good pick. I don't think either one seed will make it. I think Green Bay is more likely to go than Tennessee, but I don't like Tennessee at all. Um, I know Derrick Henry's supposed to be coming back. Whether how much they're going to use him should be interesting. But Kansas City's tough to pick against. But I, my Super Bowl prediction, I'm going Buffalo. I think. I think New England, the winner of the Buffalo-New England game is going to be really tough to beat, but I think Buffalo pulls it out this weekend, will make it to the Super Bowl, and they will play the Arizona Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray, he's really good. He's going to put that team on his back, and I think it's going to be an Arizona-Buffalo Super Bowl in L.A. or Dallas, depending on the COVID restrictions in L.A. We'll have to wait and see on that one, but should be an exciting Super Bowl. Should be an exciting playoffs and an exciting wild card weekend to get it started. So, that's going to do it for us today here at Impact Sports Daily. I am your host, Matt Merrifield, joined with Jacob Phillips, and I hope you enjoy your playoff weekend of football. You've been listening to Impact Sports Daily. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinetsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports.